0: All right, buddy, we are live. Welcome in. Latest episode of that SEC podcast brought to you by Twisted Tea and My Bookie. I'm your host, Michael Bratton. Go by SEC Mike on Twitter. And I'm joined, as always, by my cousin Shane, who goes by Big Orange Vos on Twitter. What's up, yo, Tennessee Hober? <laughs> hey, buddy, what's going on? Oh, man. You know, right before we hopped on, I apologize, Shane. I didn't give you any tips, any notes, nothing you said. Uh, right. What are we even going to talk about? Is there anything going on? And I said, brother, <laughs> just sit back because we got news for, for nearly every team across the SEC. Something's going on all across the SEC. Shane, yes. we got Heisman odds. I want to close with Heisman odds for next season. A number of SEC players listed with early Heisman odds. But uh, before we get into all that, brother, how's it going? It's going
1: good. Going good. I changed my name. Not so grumpy anymore, Mike. Uh, I'm on a two beer budget and and sorry fans. I I couldn't hold out any longer dinner. It was nice. And I was like, you know, it'd be nice besides this damn water is a cold beer. So I've already hit my two beer budget for the day, Mike. But uh, other than that, I'm doing fantastic. How about yourself?
0: Well, let me ask you this, Shane, at what time would, because we're recording this seven o'clock your time, six o'clock PM my time, what time will we have to start to, to get it in that two beer range? I mean, are we talking noon? Are we talking, what are we talking here? Uh,
1: Well, today I I worked today, so, you know, when I got home, uh, okay, full disclosure, (laughs) One beer was before dinner, one was after, you know, it just, it just felt right, you know, you know how it is, you get off work, and then you you come back in, and you're getting everything situated, it was actually quiet in my house for once, and I was like, it's just me and the dog, I said, cold beer, that'd be nice, you know, so, and then I was looking at it, it's like, that second beer was looking at me, you know, like, hey, I won't tell if you won't, <laughs> you know. And I was like, "Nope." The, the next thing you know, I'm in the in the little Debbie section at Food City, and then I'm in trouble, Mike.
0: <laughs> yeah, Anthony says, "Damn, Shane, two beers per hour." You mean, right? And no, this is this is New Year, New Shane. He is going to be, uh, you know, slim slimmer than I am come SEC Media Day, so I can't wait for it.
1: That's right. Actually, I'm starting to switch. I think about switching a little bit of the harder stuff, Mike, because it carries low calories, you know, <laughs> so I may dip into some of that, uh, that Kentucky bourbon before, you know, it. I, I'm, I'm still trying to figure it out, but, uh, but man, it's, I, I can't replace beer. That's my right. favorite.
0: Well, like I said, Chad, we got a loaded show, so we got to jump into it here, but, um, man, we have not gotten your thoughts. I did an immediate live you know, just for the listeners, I don't wake up to about 9.30, 10. If this is all you do for a living, you don't have to be up too early. But so I, I woke up early. The Quichon Junkins news happened. I did a, a immediate emergency podcast. I think that was Thursday. My days are starting to run yeah. together, Shane. But we have not yet got your thoughts on it. And uh, for anybody that missed it, I'll, you know, quickly, I'll just rehash what I said. And basically, I thought this was bound to happen, Shane. And this is why we played the clips with Jackson Dart. Not He's being noncommittal. Kuichon mm-hmm. on junkins was non-committal and this was prior to the peach bowl and i said you know pay attention to this because when you're bringing in all these free agents and that's what kiffin yeah. calls them so i'm going to call it that too when you're bringing in all these free agents at a high dollar and you're, and you're beating everybody out for them it's you know i hate to spoil it for old miss fans not that they really care but it, it's not because they love old miss a, a lot of yeah. them is because they're getting paid a ton of money and that's all legal so i have no problem with that but the problem is when you got elite players on your roster, they're gonna look around and say, "Well, I I deserve more because I've been here. Yeah. I've I've been the one putting in the tears." And I I think Junkins is the best running back in the country, Shane, for next season. And I think uh, you know this by by no means cripples Ole Miss chances. I still think they're a playoff contender. And if they don't make the playoff, even without Junkins, I think I think that's a disappointment. I think they should still make it. But what was your thoughts when uh, Junkins hit the portal?
1: Well, a little surprised, you know, because I always felt like Dart and uh, and Jenkins were going to be kind of a package deal. That's why they were holding out going into this last game. But, you know, then you start. You start hearing the, the behind the scenes, you know what I'm saying, and and that's the last thing you want. Like if this truly is the last dance, the you know the best opportunity for Ole Miss to win an SEC, potentially a national championship, the last thing you need is turmoil in the locker room. It's cancer, and it chews up, you know. And and one thing I'm afraid about sometimes with these portals, some you know some of these kids, they may be the big man on campus, and then a few guys come in, you realize real quick that there's a pecking order and you're not the top of it anymore. You know what I'm saying? And I told you right after that, that game, I said, listen, dark coming back is, is important. is pivotal for them making a national championship run. In my opinion, Junkins, not so much. I mean, I and I'm I, I get it. He's a hell of an athlete. He is. He's fantastic. But you know, there was times I, I watched Bentley and I said, you know what? He's a dude. You know, when you surround yourself with better weapons, which they were already loaded, now they're going to be even more. You know, those running lanes are going to open up no matter who's back there in the backfield. Now, again, I'm not saying that you know Bentley's better than Judkins or anything like that, but I don't think that you need this kid to take you to a national championship.
0: Right, and here's some of the stuff. If you missed it, what Shane was kind of uh, alluding to here. Let me make sure I got the right one. Nope, that's a different one. But wait, let's let's throw up this Jackson Dart. Uh, yeah, he, he posted this video right after, and I, I believe he deleted it. So, anytime someone posts something, Shane, we're going to get to another one, it's, and then they delete it real quick. It's I think someone got to him and said, hey. You really want to post this, but uh, here's what Jackson Dart had to post right after this Junkins news. You may be amazing.
1: I would love to compete against you. <laughs> Go play for the other team. Because when you're around a bunch of selfish people, I and I've been that. around those. Yep. You know, got was.
0: So basically <laughs> calling him out. And, yeah. and again, maybe reading into the situation a little bit, but I I think that's clear as day. And then this one also from Kiffin. He was out on the ocean. You know, as soon as the season is over, he he don't spend oh, any yeah. time in Oxford. He's, he's not an Oxford man. He's a yeah. he's a Florida Beach man. But
1: he's like a he's like a rich mock You know, <laughs> you know? <laughs> he got the hell out of East Tennessee since his football is over.
0: <laughs> but Kiffin, for anybody that missed it, he posted this fish or shark or whatever the hell it is, and, and said catch and release, baby. So, I mean, this is clearly a shot at Judkins. And yeah. and again, uh, here's my problem with that and and then Junkins also released the state it was you know just a typical but it was thank you old miss thank yeah. you kiffin you know love my time here what what have you if this guy was such a locker room cancer like like the media down there is trying to push why did he play in the bowl game yeah. and not only did he play he carried the ball thirty four times Shane this ain't NFL and this wasn't a seven overtime game this yeah. Thirty-four carries is a lot to give to. Him. So he's that big of an issue. We're giving him the ball thirty-four times on the ground. That doesn't make sense to me. He carried the ball twenty-eight times in the Egg Bowl, Shane. Mm-hmm. And without Junkins, they don't win the Egg Bowl. And last I checked, and this is why I said I, I like Junkins over over Dart. And and I agree. That's that's like a that's a hot comment. Or you know I don't know if, if that's the right word. But that that's a I've gotten a lot of pushback on that. How yeah. how in the hell can you pick a quarterback over a running back? Well. I saw him play Georgia, Shane, and Ole Miss looked like they had one guy that was on that playing field that that yeah. was cape that that matched Georgia, and it was Junkins. I watched him play Alabama two years in a row, and Dart did not impress in either one of those games. So, again, I'm not holding holding one or two games necessarily against Dart, but yeah, I think Junkins. Like I said, I think he's the best running back in the country, and we're pushing all the chips in on this season. We're not just trying to make the playoff. We're trying to win the whole damn thing. And without elite players, you're not going to be able to win the thing. I think this is going to come back to bite him. He may have been asking for too much. I get it. But when your message is we're spending, outspending everybody, mm-hmm. you got to take care of your own too. And I just think, uh, you know, I think this could come back to bite them, Shane. Or hell, they paid four quarterbacks last year. They didn't yeah. do that because they believed they had the best quarterback in the country. And you know, just look around the SEC, Shane. Would would Alabama trade Jalen Milrow for for Jackson Dart? Mm-hmm.
1: No. I don't
0: think they I don't think they no. would, but they sure as hell would trade their running back for Jenkins. Would Georgia yeah. trade Carson Beck for Jackson Dart? I don't think they would, but I, I bet you they'd trade their damn running back for 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 Jenkins and, and I could go on and on and on all across the SEC. And again, that's not to say Jackson Dart's awful because he's a top half SEC quarterback. But I just think Junkins, one of two players, Shane, first two years in his SEC career, the other one's Herschel Walker with 15 touchdowns each of his first two seasons in SEC. I mean we are talking one of the best running backs the last 10 years in this conference.
1: Yeah, no I get it, man. I get it and you're but again you' you're, you're isolating two of the worst games that that he had and and uh, their losses and and one of the things that reverse just reversing a little bit on you here, have you ever thought maybe the reason he got so many carries at the end is because he was requesting it? Maybe not in a, you know, a, a favorable, you know, like Keyshawn, give me the damn ball, maybe yeah. kind of situation. Because you got to remember the year last year. It was all about the running game. It was all about that rushing attack. It was all about Junkins, and and he got the Heisman love at the start of the season. Shit, I was on that wagon, man. But you saw throughout this season that that's not what is going to be successful down there at Ole Miss. It's a pivotal piece of it, but it's not the biggest part. And, And the biggest part is this offensive threat, downfield throwing, and that goes right through Jackson Dart. Most of these wins that they got this year was not because of Judkins; it was because of Dart. And and I'm just I'm a firm believer that if you ain't got a quarterback, you ain't got a chance to win a national championship. And and so do I. Do I buy into to the behind the scenes? He was a diva a little bit, but not enough to just say. You know, he, he didn't belong on Ole Miss' roster. I It really does surprise me that they couldn't find money or at least common ground to convince him to stay. But I, I'm not panicking if I'm a Rebel fan either because, again, he was not factor number one on us being successful next
0: year. Right, and, and I think at the end of the day, Shane, what will truly define if Ole Miss is as good as we're saying, a playoff contender, a national championship contender hopefully, they gotta get better on the line of scrimmage. Yeah. Cause that's where they got worked against Bama and Georgia. And that's that's not a huge slight against Ole Miss, because damn near everybody gets whooped on the line of scrimmage when they face Alabama and Georgia. That's why those two programs have been, have been dominant the last ten or so years of college football.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean Nobody wants to talk about them big uglies up front, you know, but if you ain't got them, you get exposed and things get ugly real quick. So, right. Yeah. Now, Fact, we ha- fat guys need more respect, Mike. <laughs> I think that's what it boils down to. 2024 is the year of the fat man.
0: <laughs> All right. How about the, we had another uh, big news here over the weekend, Shane, involving two SEC teams. And, uh, man, I, I had to get your thoughts on this, of course, right at the top of the show here, but. Defensive coordinator Blake Baker just two weeks after he sent out the the uh, Wolf of Wall Street, I ain't leaving. Ugh. He's leaving for LSU, but uh, again, Shane, I don't I don't blame him. LSU defensive coordinator position came open. They have made Blake Baker the highest paid assistant coach in the nation, Shane, two and a half million dollars a year for three years. Th- three year deal is. Fairly unusual for an assistant coach, but uh, particularly at that price tag. Whereas uh, Missouri was willing to pay him two million, and they they probably would have upped it. But he's from Louisiana. His wife went to LSU. I believe he played at Tulane, which is obviously uh, in Louisiana. So there there's reasons, and and you saw it after he left. Drink no bad blood or anything. They they would together. You know he credited Blake Baker for for this massive turnaround they've had in Columbia the last season and um i don't know what was your thoughts on that shane missouri losing their defensive coordinator losing them to lsu tough blow but um i i think yeah. i've seen some people saying well here's the end of mizzou like <laughs> i think the offense was was significantly better than the defense this year and was poised to be next year anyway i'm not trying to sugarcoat this like this is some some yeah not a blow but yeah. i don't think this this is going to kill mizzou's momentum what, what do you think
1: what a snake. What a <laughs> snake. No <laughs> that that was the most common response I seen after this one. And I get it, man. I totally get it. If he went to any other team, especially SEC team, I could get behind that. But he did go home. This is where he's from, you know, or where he's been. And and I I I I, I can't fault him for that. LSU's gonna pay him. I mean, how many defensive coordinators just make bank down in LSU? You look at the track record; you got a good shot being a head coach pretty quick. And I, and and I and I reverse it with the with the Missouri talk because here you got two coordinators that everybody wants that nobody wanted at the start of season last year. You know, so that that tells me okay, coaches is, is identifying that talent, and you always want your corner, especially your your OCs and DCs. If you're if those guys are getting posted or constantly coming up in short lists across the country for head coaching jobs or other coordinator spots, then you're doing something right. And and I know it's tough; it's a tough pill to swallow. But this is where you want to be. This is where Georgia is every year. This is where Alabama usually is. This is where the top dogs are. They're going to lose their coordinators here or there, but you you reload. You become a system. And I think uh, I, I I think if anything if like there's a silver lining to the end of this is he did it after recruiting he did this after the portal the team was pretty much done when he went on to the to to LSU he didn't get he didn't take anybody with him
0: right and and, you know it wasn't all bad over the weekend either for Mizzou Shane um Mr. Kananga says Mazusha will replace him with Cousin Shane. <laughs> I'd, I'd love to see that. But uh, Theo Weiss, outstanding receiver, since last we recorded, he announced he's coming back for another season. Yeah. Team him up with Luther Burden. We got arguably the top two receiving uh, options here in the entire SEC, if not the country. So, like I said, it's not all bad news. This is not going to mm-hmm. kill all the momentum here. But I, I do like the move for LSU, you know, very aggressive. And, and this is – a. This is a critical offseason for – how weird is that to even say that out loud? But I I think it's accurate, Shane. I mean, Brian Kelly's won 20 games in two seasons. Mm -hmm. Most fan bases would kill for that. It won a division title year one, took a slight step back this year, and it was because of that defense. They they did obviously have a Heisman Trophy winner, but uh, they just landed a commitment, Shane, from the number one quarterback in the country in the 25 class. They have a commitment from the number one receiver in the country, and I believe they have a commitment from number one or number two, depending on, on what service you look at, running back in the country. So mm-hmm. they're off to an incredible start in 25 recruiting. But yeah. with with adding Blake Baker, how how much confidence does that give you that LSU can turn this around on, on defense? Because they, I think they need a significant turnaround immediately because the offense is – it could still be very good. It's it's not going to be as elite as, as they're, they're losing so much talent this offseason.
1: Yeah. And, and sometimes you guys strike while the iron's hot. And, and, you know, the reason that we I was particularly so high at Mizzou at the start of the season was because how much returning talent they had on the defensive side of the ball. You know LSU does not have that luxury. So what what does that look like? What does growing your own program look like? You know you're in a good spot. Not going to have trouble finding talent, but piecing it together yourself is something he's not done uh, at this level. So yeah, I have I have no answer here, Mike, because it would just be guessing at this point.
0: Michael Riley, uh, Florida fan says Todd Grantham for Missouri defensive coordinator. I don't think so. <laughs> Third down for what? <laughs> uh, but hey, we got more uh, coaching drama in the SEC. Shane at Auburn. R- r- yes, sir. Before
1: you go, this one. Did they? Did mm. these
0: guys play next year? By any chance? Mm, because let's throw it up. I don't believe they do. But I got the schedule right here. True. Mizzou's got a very winnable. No LSU. No. Not, not unless they play in the SEC championship. Yeah,
1: because Drake, you know know how he is. He never forgets. He may act cool and coy, (laughs) but he'd be doing some rubbing in if if they played and and had a lead, you know.
0: Just wait till the next time a microphone's in front of that man's face. He's going to say something about Blake Baker. You know what? It's coming. It's coming. (laughs) I may
1: ask the question.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But speaking of drama in the SEC shade here in the coaching ranks, Auburn has fired. Offensive coordinator, Philip Montgomery. Mm-hmm. He was uh, previously at, at Baylor. He was a head coach at Tulsa noted as a, as a spread guru. He's going to run this uh, Josh Heupel, Lane Kiffin, Jeff Lebby style offense. Mm-hmm. Clearly uh, offense was a huge issue there at, at Auburn and quarterback development was kind of non-existent outside of right. uh, Peyton Thorne running game. Pew freeze, you know, remember the Georgia game. I, you know, it seemed like he was taking credit for all the good plays. And then at the <laughs> tail end of the season, oh, I had nothing to do with the game plan. I was recruiting, all this. So so this had to happen, I think. Uh, we'll see. You know, I, I would anticipate Hugh Freeze is going to be a lot more active, maybe even call the plays next season. I don't know that for a fact. But I I, I think this was one season of Hugh Freeze giving someone else a shot. And, and I mean, I think he pulled it from him, you know, at the midway point here. But then adding another layer of intrigue, Shane, defensive coordinator ron roberts Mm -hmm. again you gotta be you gotta be careful reading too much into things but he tweeted this out i'll show it up here on the screen and then he he deleted it almost immediately and it says 10 culture killers ego hypocritical leadership cynicism selfishness poor communication unclear expectations lack of listening lack of trust unhealthy internal competition apathy towards culture so Ron Roberts is probably getting fired by the time this show. Comes. <laughs> <laughs> so Auburn may have two new coordinators. Uh, they did a hell of a job recruiting. I think it's safe to say <laughs> it, disappointment this this season. You know what I mean? I mean, hell, they, they got yeah. blasted by New Mexico State, choked away the Iron Bowl, no show the Music City Bowl. They did have some other decent wins, but uh, I mean, this that, it's not the standard there, and, and this is another it's going to be a big year on the planes. Yeah. and if they're having to do it with two new coordinators i don't know what's your, what's your thoughts on all this shane because i'm i don't know what to make of hugh freeze right now i mean yeah. i mean he could be wildly successful but i think it's been proven shane already you know just look at uh, like billy napier look you know other coaches if you're so focused on the high school recruiting i just don't think that's a recipe in today's modern era because they're not going to give you three four or five years at auburn to turn this thing around they they want wins now and if you're i don't know if if what you're preaching is patience yeah. and you're six and six again i don't care how many five stars you sign they're going to jump on that damn portal if, you, if you're not good next year
1: Absolutely. You got that tweet again? That looked like our maxim, so I'm trying to <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That's us. That's that is definitely us. Oh, lack of trust. That's my favorite one.
0: <laughs> and the uh, fact that he deleted it right away, I mean it's it's that's uh, not a no. good sign. Yeah. You know. What?
1: No, it, it isn't, and this isn't where you want to be. I mean, ideally, ideally, at Auburn, what Hugh Freeze wants is to be the general manager, the CEO of this corporation, but have the offices run themselves. And And I feel like, that's part of the problem is that he's he has released the reins to these guys. And, you know, you get something like we had in this in this uh, bowl game. And and then all of a sudden, instead of Hugh owning up and say, hey, it's my job, my responsibility. It's like, nah, I I let this guy do what he <laughs> wanted to do and he screwed everything up. That's kind of what it feels like. And, and that works in middle school, you know, that works with your buddies, maybe your coworkers, but it does not work at Auburn university. So uh, yeah, this one, I'm not going to, I'm not going to read into a deleted tweet and say, there's just trouble on the planes, but, but this is not a good look because you've got some runway down there. You've got some time to build. Everyone knows that this wasn't going to be a, you know, one season and then we're back in it, but you know going into year two, we thought that we'd have a little bit more continuity, a little bit more foundation, and it doesn't feel like we quite have that yet,
0: right? Well, where they do have it, unfortunately, for Auburn, Shane, that's uh down in Athens because uh yeah. Georgia Bulldogs they had three key players announced they're coming back. For another season, Shane, your favorite Tate Ratledge tearing down that Tennessee logo back in at he he has said Neyland Stadium is the best stadium in the SEC, so at, at he didn't get
1: me back on that one <laughs> yeah. I, I, a little bit, you know.
0: His fellow lineman Xavier Truss also coming back for another year, and Nazir Stackhouse. So Georgia's getting them back where it counts. These these guys are going to be leaders for Georgia yeah. coming back with Carson Beck, many others. But um, again, I think it's a great sign. And I know Georgia had a ton of guys hit the portal. Not a lot of key contributor, tr- contributors. A lot of guys that were touted recruits that uh, either had not seen the field or maybe were getting passed by younger players. So uh, I, I think this is a good sign for Georgia next year that they're going to have some 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 strength in the trenches, some veterans back, and some key leaders for a team that we all know the expectation now in a I mean in a fourteen playoff the expectation was to make the playoff in a twelve 12- yeah team playoff it's every year georgia is, is going to be playoff or bust
1: yeah absolutely i mean and that now you got uh you got your boy back here in the backfield this offense is looking pretty sweet right now if you're a georgia fan and uh so yeah all in all you just kind of pray that you don't lose half your roster when you're a team like the bulldogs but i i thought they managed this this portal thing pretty sweet and uh they're sitting in a good spot here
0: Right, but who's not? And, and, again, maybe maybe this is unfair, Shane, because it's similar to what happened to Georgia about a, a week or two ago. But down in Alabama, Shane, they, they have been devastated by guys hitting the portal. Yeah. Uh, of course, they were not – they didn't care to see Seth McLaughlin, their their center, lee, But he did go to Ohio State. And His he bags came, were packed
1: when he got home. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> and he said, Dick Saban welcomed him back. So, there's that. But uh, I, Isaiah Haysen wel- – <laughs>
1: Sorry, could you imagine him like walking in and savings packing his bags. He's like, "Oh, you were going to stay?" <laughs>
0: No, he was not going to stay for long, but he did. He has already found a home at Ohio State, so credit that. You know, they must think highly of him. But yeah, Michigan likes that.
1: (laughs) Sorry. All right, I'm done. I'm done. Last one. I don't want to shit too hard on the
0: kid. But they have had a ton of guys hit the portal here, Shane. Uh, Isaiah Hastings, defensive lineman. Shaz Preston, tight end. Another offensive lineman, Terrence Ferguson. Quarterback, Eli Holstein. Defensive lineman Monkel Goodwin, safety Christian Story, defensive back Earl Little, who's committed to Florida State, uh, Malik Benson, was the number one junior college receiver that Tennessee wanted, he, he's in the portal, linebacker mm-hmm. Ian Jackson, and running back Roy Dale Williams. So maybe this is making a little bit of room here, but uh, again, I, I don't know. I And, and this is something, Shane, I, I said I would talk to you about because even you had questions, so I assume everybody does. What in the world's up with this portal? I thought the portal was closed. Well, yeah. it's so complicated, Shane. If, if your season's still going on, like Alabama's was just a little while ago, they gave those teams an extra five days. Right. So the two teams that are going to meet tomorrow in the championship, Michigan and Washington, those players can still jump in the portal five days after that game. Does that make sense? Yes. Now, it gets even more complicated, Shane. If you're a graduate you know, you've heard the term graduate transfer. Yes. You can transfer at any time. So 365 days a year, as long as you earn your degree, you can transfer. So we're, we're going to get to some more guys that have done that. So they're always available. And then it gets yeah. even more complicated than that, Shane. If, a, if there's a coaching change, head coaching only, but if there's a head coaching change, that reopens the portal for 30 days for that <laughs> school. So imagine if Jim Harbaugh goes to the NFL like many people think he will. Yeah, all the Michigan players have 30 days to hit the portal and then they may hire an SEC coach. You know, I mean, I'm, I have, I don't think they would. There's been Brian uh-huh. Kelly rumors, but let's say Brian Kelly takes that job. Now LSU players got 30 days to get in the portal. So <laughs> this is a never ending portal cycle. That I, I don't know what in the hell they're trying to do here, but that's why you're getting guys coming, going and, and, and all this. Does that all make sense? Kind of.
1: Yes, Mike, uh, I'm tracking you a little bit here. Let me ask you. So getting into the portal, that's the window that's closing. Now, once in the transfer portal, can you sign after the fact? Uh, because like I I saw a couple today and I'm like, wait a minute. So, so once you're in the portal, it's like, Hey man, you may stay, but might as well go ahead and get in.
0: Is that Right. So, So the deadline was just to get in the portal. Yeah, you could you could be in the portal for six months and then turn around and say, "All right, I made my decision." So yeah, th- there's still thousands guys in the portal that could commit at any time, and then oh yeah, we're going to do this all over again at uh, it, it, spring football. Like in I think it's May first through May fifteenth, but the the only caveat there, Shane, yeah, if you're not in the portal now, if you if you leave an SEC school, yeah, y- you cannot play for an SEC school next season so basically okay. anybody that enters that portal is is not going to go to an sec school now again so I, wait
1: so wait okay so the folks the kids that are in the portal now cannot go no to an,
0: they can they can okay but if nico jumps in the portal today <laughs> hey whoa what the hell
1: mike put that evil on me
0: <laughs> he cannot play for lsu next year because he's missed the deadline okay Does that make sense?
1: Yes, yes, yes. But if
0: they're in the portal already, they can still play in the SEC.
1: And they still come back, right? Like, if you're in the portal and then it's like,
0: hey, guys,
1: I was just kidding, I was just messing. Uh, I want to stick around. I mean, we're going to get some of that action, you know.
0: So. Citizen says this sounds like an episode of The Professor to break down scientifically there. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you, when you lost me on phase two, you know, it's like, let's let's keep this thing simple. So I think I've got – I I understand. And, and, I, and that's one of the problems with Alabama, because I knew that was coming, the five-day rule with them. They're going to stand out like a sore thumb because – you know, because everybody's talking about, hey, look, Alabama didn't lose anybody in the portal. It's because they wanted to play their games, maybe win a national championship. But now right. that that's over, they're they're in. That's why you saw it with Texas. So, uh, yeah, okay, now, it makes I sense. Don't, I, I don't
0: mean to make your brain explode, but I do think there's that, more. No, <laughs> I, think, I, I think I could be wrong, but I think if you're a graduate transfer, yeah, I don't think that SEC deadline applies. I I, I don't. So, because they can't, they they can't. I don't think they can legally stop you if you get your degree to go to any school you want to go to. Because they've tried to do that before. So, uh, again, uh, that Let's, that is yeah. So,
1: that's there's not that many of them. So we won't. Right. I mean, there is, but you know, not enough that like holy shit. You know, if you see somebody <laughs> studying real hard at your campus. <laughs> That's the sign right there. Like, like Bill hasn't studied in eight weeks and now he's cramming all these tests in his ass about to go somewhere. So Nick Saban called him every night. Now, just be careful. That's what I'm looking for. The study halls. You
0: know, (laughs) yep. Quick little break from the show to remind you guys, we're brought to you by my bookie. Head on over to mybookie.ag today and put in that promo code that. S-E-C-T-H-A-T-S-E-C over at MyBookie Online Sportsbook. They're willing to give our audience a $200 exclusive cash bonus today to wager on these bowl games, NFL. NFL playoffs will be right around the corner. College, football, playoffs, all the sports. They got you covered over at MyBookie.ag today. And don't forget, most importantly, that promo code, that SEC, is the number one way to help support the show this football season head on over to mybookie.ag today put in that promo code that sec all new users get a free $200 cash bonus just for signing up and using that promo code we're also brought to you by prize picks don't forget the prize picks daily fantasy sports the go-to site for daily fantasy sports is none other than prize picks and with that promo code sec they are willing to match your initial deposit up to 100 bucks. So you can have 200 bucks in your Prize Picks account today with that promo code SEC. Help the podcast stay independent. I know football's winding down, but there's still lots of football action to get in on before it all comes to a sad, depressing end. Head on over to Prize promo code SEC, and that SEC over at mybookie.ag today. We don't ask for much. We just ask, take advantage of these sponsorship opportunities if you can afford to do it. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and picks a flavorful punch. 5% alcohol, and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering on your favorite SEC team. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love of college football. Keep it twisted. The podcast is also brought to you by Game Time. Head on over to GameTime.co. And use promo code sec for $20 off your first purchase. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. Game Time is the place for the last minute ticket sales. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Head on over to GameTime.co snag tickets without the stress download the game time app create an account and use code that sec for 20 bucks off your first purchase terms apply again create an account and redeem that sec for 20 bucks off download the game time app today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed and now back to the show and and last thing on alabama shay so their receivers coach holloman wiggins has left for texas a and m and that's where I wanted to go next, so he he's been a terrific uh, recruiter. I would question a little bit of his uh, development. You know, there's not been a ton of, of course. Uh, I mean, he coached Devonta Smith, Jamison Williams, so maybe that's not quite fair. But they they have a you know basically every receiver on their roster is a five star. But uh, yeah, so he he's a hell of a recruiter. We'll give him that. But it's not just Holloman Wig as a receivers coach. And they a And M they have added eleven guys since Thursday. So totally reworking this roster, Shane, I'm going to go down this list real quick. And the big one is Purdue defensive end, Nick Scowrtron. I I probably butchered that, but he led the big 10 in sacks last year, big time player. And then two Florida players, Shane, linebacker, Scooby Williams, cornerback, Jadon Hill, and former Florida linebackers coach. Jay Bateman is now the defensive coordinator at Texas A&M. So mm. you got to believe these guys will, will be instant starters in his system. Uh, Kansas offensive lineman, Armage, Reed Adams. And, and there's a funny story here, Shane. He visited Tennessee. They thought they were going to get him. A&M said, hey, why don't you come down here real quick? He commits to <laughs> A&M. So – uh, unfortunately for you, they got the, the lineman over Tennessee. UAB corner, BJ M- uh, Mays. Wisconsin yeah. defensive lineman, Rodis Johnson. San Diego State safety, Marcus Ratcliffe, Troy receiver, Jabari Barber. Troy offensive lineman, Derek Graham. Cal Poly defensive back, Donovan Sanders. And they just landed Stanford running back. EJ Smith, son of legend, Emmett Smith. So, Man, they are just—they are just adding all kinds of uh, depth down there in Texas A&M. Remember when Barry
1: Sanders' boys showed up? And you're like, Man,
0: <laughs> could it be? And
1: then you're like, nah, <laughs> nah, he's good, but he ain't
0: dad, you know. <laughs> but hey, I think this is a great sign for uh, for Mike Elko and company. Again, I—I'm not saying they got 11 all stars here, but I think you're they right. got one or two. And and this is what you got to do, Shay, when you when you make a coaching change, guys. You know, hit the portal, and now yeah. you need to, to refill these this depth. And, again, a and another one of these, Shane. Same thing I said about Auburn. I'll say about A&M. They ain't going to give Mike Elko three, four, five years to, right. to put out a good team. They want to see the A&M be good next year. Now, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean win the national championship or anything, but want to see an improvement year run. Year one, it, it, it we have seen it all across the SEC. It can be done, and this is how you start it. It, it kind of reminds me. Of Brian Kelly when he got to LSU, just mm. adding depth all over the roster. And he hit on a number of those guys, and it was good yeah. enough, including Jaden Daniels, of course, to uh to get them to to win the SEC West year of one. So uh I, I think this is a hell of a sign if I'm an Aggie fan.
1: Yeah, I mean it, it it's definitely a wide net. You know, I, these these weren't precision <laughs> strikes, but but I, 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 I I'm I'm like you, Mike. There there may be a handful of them, and that's what that's really at this point all you're looking for that and some depth because uh, these first year coaches, man, they they struggle tremendously toward the tail end of the seasons because of that. So right. um, yeah, we're we're not having a parade for all these kids, but at the end of the day, we might might find a handful of them that are like game changers you know so we'll see
0: and i think it's particularly important shape for these year one coaches going into spring because again there's going to be another transfer portal window yeah. and and so they a and m's not going to be able to raid the sec but they may look and say man we still got big issues in the secondary or maybe at receiver or what have you whatever it is i'm just i'm just yeah. naming positions but you can evaluate that in spring now that you got all these guys and then mm-hmm. identify, you know, where's our last four or five spots? What do we need to attack? So I, I think this is, this is basically the move you have to make if you're a year one coach.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely.
0: Hey, I appreciate you, Jared. Jared just gave us five bucks. No, no question or comment, but thank you, Jared.
1: Jared coming through. <laughs>
0: yeah. And let's hope he's not a Florida fan, Shane, because Richie Leonard starting offensive lineman in the portal for the Florida game. I wanted to start with the bad news, but there is good news, Shane. Linebacker Grayson Pup, one of those, yeah. you know, key stars for South Carolina's signing class a year ago. He's a Florida Gator now. So they, they <laughs> you lose some, you win some. And two-lane defensive back, DJ Douglas, they also landed him. So little, you know, more more good than bad down in Gainesville. And there is some speculation, Shane, that they'll maybe get a familiar face because Tennessee starting right tackle, uh, Gerald Mincy hit the portal, Shane. And it doesn't yeah. sound like he's coming back. They, they got him at Florida first, went to Tennessee. Some rumors that he may be headed back to Florida. But any uh, concern, Shay, that uh, Tennessee, one of their starting offensive linemen, hit the portal here after seeing Nico and everything. And, I mean, th- this is basically the program's on Nico's shoulders. Say we got to make sure we can protect him. We got linemen coming in for visits and then committing to A&M yeah. the very next day. We got guys hitting the portal. I've seen a lot of all fans freak out this Glenn Ellerby, he he, he turned uh, Darnell Wright into a top ten pick, but they don't trust him to develop anyone else. Are are you like that? Are you freaking out? Does Hyple need to fire his buddy? Get him, uh, you know, an elite. Do, do we need to hire Sam Pittman to be our offensive line coach? What's going on on Rocky Top?
1: Well, I mean, I mean, it hurt a little bit because that was the first. If you were to think like which group bought in. The, first it was the offensive line I mean they came out with videos and stuff like that you're like right. all right man we're gonna do it let's turn this thing on and and then all of a sudden you, you got him hitting the portal so I don't know exactly the 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 I mean maybe homesick and may you know have some stuff going on behind the scenes maybe he's not getting the money some of these other kids are getting or something like that you just never really know but it's definitely it's not a good it's not good for us I mean the offensive line, we were so thin toward the tail end of the season, man. We cannot, <laughs> the balls could just, they, they, the depth needs to be there. So they're still fishing. They're still looking for some boys in the portal. And uh, I think they'll, they'll, they'll fill up some spots. But yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of a loss there, man.
0: They better, Shane. again, you got to protect Nico. You know what?
1: God, I'm at two beers, Mike, and then you're bringing all this talk on me here. Huh?
0: What's up with that? You got good news like you did
1: the Florida Gators? You got something following?
0: Well, I I think they did just land a big tight end, so we'll give him that. But he's a high school recruiter, so he's not going to be able to play next year. But moving on from Tennessee, Shade, Oklahoma. Yeah. They let go their defensive coordinator, Ted Roof. I think this is an excellent decision. Uh, You know, he was one of the lower-graded coordinators uh in the sec and they turn around and hired a guy from jacksonville state i think he's only like 29 years old yeah zach alley from again jacksonville state w- teamed up with uh, rich rod last year jacksonville state was a hell of a team remember they they pushed south carolina the, the one time we got to see them last fall and this uh this guy played for brent venables at clemson so clearly you know knows what brent venables is all about rising star in the in the Coaching world, but it's going to be interesting to see Oklahoma new offensive coordinator, new defensive coordinator, first year into the SEC. This is this is a lot of transition, but a lot of transition on that roster too for the Oklahoma Sooners. Um, It's going to be very fascinating to see how they they play their first year in the SEC.
1: Yeah, and and it's so funny how how this you see these little fires start online. You know, like there's no (laughs) way in hell he's going to hire that guy, you know? And then all of a sudden it's like, I don't know, I heard this. And then, yeah, there he's up there. I, I think too, uh, having a little youth, having somebody that's been recruiting in that area. I mean, you got to remember, they've been over in Oklahoma, not saying they haven't been dancing around, but it, it's, it's you know, you got to spread them pipelines now, you know, to compete in the SEC. So um, I, I, I think this is a hell of a hire. I mean, I always like that. I don't know about you, Mike, they're like, Somebody joked about Todd Grantham earlier. You know, there's there are people that said, you know what? Well, we'll we'll hire Todd, and I'm not I'm not giving giving him a hard time or anything like that. Or I could go out and get this young guy that's had some early success. You yeah. know, he may be the home run. I always like that approach, especially when defense is kind of like your baby anyway. What does it hurt? So I, I I don't know. I I don't know how you feel about it. But uh, I, I like bringing these young guys in, giving them a shot, because you may find the one.
0: Right. And, and I think it's particularly a good move, Shane, when it's like this, where Brent Venables coached the guy, knows him well. I, I think where you get the issues is when you hire someone because of word of mouth and they say, this is yeah. the guy, this is this is the next big thing. Yeah. And then you bring him in, you're like, my God, this guy do not know what the hell he's doing. He's, he's yeah. way over his head. Uh, so, I, again, I, I don't think that's what we're getting here. Um, but people just gravitate Shay. Like I'm seeing it when we were talking Mizzou, they want Jim Leonard, the former Wisconsin defensive coordinator who did a hell of a job, but why do they want him? Cause that's a name they know. Yeah. Did they know the name Blake Baker when they hired Blake Baker? Probably not, but right. he did a hell of a job for him. You know what I mean? So yeah. uh, it, it's all about the name, you know, and that's not always the right hire.
1: No, that's, that's, a, that's what it is, but you never know. You may have the kid that, that takes your team to the next level and then, similar to Mizzou or or something like that. They start trying to poach him. So, yeah, that's just – that's how it works, man. That's the game.
0: Yep. And then last one, Shane, again, it's kind of interesting talking Oklahoma and and Texas, isn't it? But Texas, their running back, Jonathan Brooks, declared for the draft according to Mill Kuyper, top-rated running back prospect in the country. So, um, I I think this was anticipated. So it's not stunning news or anything, but I was – Kind of hoping we'd get to see more of him in the SEC, but they're Texas. They'll be fine, Shane. I'm sure they got probably six, five star running backs backing them up. You know what? <laughs>
1: they do, and, and and they that's another one had a lot of lot of. I guess you. I don't want to call them losses, but a lot of. Folks leaving, you know, right after the games, and some of them before. But Texas is is one of those programs that does just reload. So, yeah, they got a lot of guys coming in as well. And uh, yeah, I hate to see him leave because he was he was one of the ones that I wanted to see.
0: And then uh, last little nugget here on Texas, Shane. I I had been hearing for a while, several weeks. Their defensive line coach, Bo Davis, mm-hmm. who co- he's coached at Bama. He's coached all over the country. Maybe the best defensive line coach in the country. I heard he was headed to LSU for for several weeks, but it hasn't happened yet. Um, And it it sounds like it may not happen now. And I I think that's a huge win. Whatever Texas is paying him, he's well worth it because their defensive line has gone from soft as hell to to one of the best in the country. Uh, And that's a a huge credit to Bo Davis. And, again, with Texas coming into this league, if – You can't keep him away from LSU. That means you're going to have to be competing against him. So uh, I don't know what happened behind the scenes there, but that's a credit to Texas for keeping Bo Davis on staff.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's going to be a lot more poaching now that they're in the SEC. (laughs) And and don't think Texas ain't in your backyard looking at your coaches too. So, uh, yeah, that that one's going to take a little getting used to. And, you know, a program, you know, when you look at Oklahoma and Texas, just how how strong they were before the SEC branding – yeah, it, it 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 can be it can be a little scary you know like if you're sitting there next to him if you're a, a a mississippi state or an old miss you know or lsu right down there you know for a long time lsu had it that there was you were just dipping into texas whenever you wanted and now you got texas a&m and all of a sudden it's just this expansion they're they're down there in shreveport right now looking at boys You <laughs> we gotta get them out of town man <laughs>
0: all right final thing shane i got for you i teased it at the opening there heisman Odds for next season. They've already opened over at uh, FanDuel, Shane. So, I love the fact that they put these out so ridiculously early. But you know what that means? That means there's great value yeah. in a name or two on this board. So, uh, you ready to hear about all these Heisman candidates we got from the SEC? Absolutely. Let's do it. All right. So, we got three guys, Shane, with the best odds in not just the SEC, but the entire country. They're mm-hmm. all SEC quarterbacks. Quinn Ewers, Texas. Carson Beck, Georgia, and Jalen Milrow, Alabama, all three of them, seven and a half to one to win the next Heisman Trophy. So let me throw that to you, Shane. Quinn Ewers, Carson Beck, Jalen Milrow. If you had to bet one of these guys, who do you think is the best bet right now at seven and seven and a half to one?
1: Hmm. I'm going to say, man, that's a good one. I, I'm still, I'm a little worried about Alabama weapons right now. So I'm going to go yours and, and nothing against. Ooh. Yeah. Not, nothing against them boys down in Georgia. I just think again, that's more of a committee and, and I think they're going to be a little bit more involved in the running game this year. So nothing against Beck Beck's right there. I, it's really close with all of them, but I'm going to lean a little more toward uh, that Texas quarterback.
0: Hey, appreciate your cousin Jason. He just gave us five bucks. Texas hires Arizona's defensive coordinator to be linebackers coach. I mean, I I think if nothing else, that shows you why you got to be leaving the Big Twelve and at minor leagues because <laughs> that, that's what it is, right? It's minor leagues. Yeah. In the SEC at Texas, I mean, they're as rich and powerful as anybody. You can steal someone's defensive coordinator to be your linebacker. I mean, that's a that's a damn Alabama move if I've ever seen yeah. one. You know what? So hey, I I love that move.
1: Well, I love I saw there's a graph floating around about the uh, SEC attendance. Big Big Ten attendance and all this stuff, and you look at there's really two big conferences, and uh, now that Texas and Oklahoma are over here, I mean you're looking at you know half as many people capacity in the stadium. So yeah, this is big boy ball.
0: Yeah, that's a great one, Shane. I'm gonna I, I love that I, I, you said that to me this morning. I'm gonna throw it up here for the for the listeners, this for the viewers, obviously to, to see. But uh, you know to what you were saying though, I think I think the best three odds. As I try to struggle to uh upload this I think of those best odds Shane I think the one that I lean to seven and a half to one the one I like the most I think it's Carson Beck yeah. i th- I think he right now with because you know George is gonna be in the thick of it and not only that but just all the weapons he's got coming back I think mm-hmm. I think I would lean Carson Beck what what's your thoughts on that
1: well I'm not saying Beck can't do it it's just like I said now I mean now you've got you've got a dude coming back. That's an absolute monster. And with this offensive line, you know, there's going to be several games. Georgia is not going to have to throw. And mm-hmm. and I, I think sometimes just like the NCAA video game, which is coming out next year, uh, <laughs> I, I, I I feel like you're not going to get some of those runaway stats. Now, if you were in some closer ball games, there are going to be some pivotal matchups. I'm, again, I'm not saying Beck can't do it, but, that's why I I'm honestly leaning more toward Jalen just because of his legs, just because of of statistically what he can bring to every football game. You look at Jaden Daniels, the reason he was so successful wasn't always about his arm. I mean, it was, it was probably 30% his arm, 70% his legs. And, and that's kind of what is pushing these Heisman candidates is, is are they fun to watch? and, and, I'm not saying Beck isn't, but at the end of the day, out of those three, I think I've changed my mind, Mike. I, I'm going <laughs> I'm going I'm going, yeah, I, I just think you got to go with the mobile quarterback these days.
0: Yeah, no, you may be right. Now here's the the football crowd size and for people just listening back um, on the next show, but I mean I mean, I, it is pretty impressive, Shane. I wish I don't know who made this, but this is pretty, I just feel bad for Vanderbilt is what I do looking at this thing because it, the SEC attendance is through the roof. And then we got Vanderbilt here. They're they're there with Northwestern and Duke, and, and then in the <laughs> SEC. We got you know 100k fans at uh, four stadiums, really five stadiums if you want to count Texas A&M this year at 99.2 thousand average crowd size. I mean it's it's just it's ridiculous, isn't it?
1: Oh yeah, let me give him a shout out. I see his handle here. It's at TJ. Baltimore, Altimore A L T I M O R E so if you're listening um you got it's just a pretty cool graphic it just shows average attendance on all these and, and you just it's always fun and easy to to say how big the SEC is or how big the Big 10 is you know but when you compare it to the ACC when you compare it to uh shit the MAC you know what i'm saying the Mountain <laughs> West it's like it's it's nothing. Our our small, obviously Vanderbilt. That that pisses me off. Looking at Vanderbilt, I mean, who's <laughs> who's well, ahead of them? Mississippi State at fifty four and a half. Right. And then you got now again. They were doing construction. I'm not going to shit on Vandy tonight, Buck. But I'm just saying <laughs> that that. That should be sitting in the front <laughs> booth of the athletic director right now. He should be looking at this. Right. Yeah, have a before. concert or something. <laughs> Jeez, just have like halftime. Have like some big country artists. Just make it make it an event. Like you buy tickets to the 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 thing. You're gonna get a football game in the meantime.
0: Yep. Hey, appreciate your cousin cousin Carl Give us ten bucks Heisman for Nico or Texas Roadhouse roll, Shane. <laughs> <laughs> before you answer that Nico's next one on the on the board here saying 15 to 1 Ooh. so second best odds out of the SEC to win the next Heisman Trophy would you go Heisman for Nico or would you go Texas Roadhouse Rolls Uh, would, would, if you could only have one for the rest of your life Shane A Nico, a Nico Heisman or a Texas Roadhouse Rolls oh
1: so if like I do one I'll never get the other is that what you're saying
0: exactly yeah yes.
1: I'm. man I love Rolls I love rolls, <laughs> but Peyton Manning got screwed back in nineteen. You know what I'm saying? Ninety-seven to Michigan of all teams. So give me Nico for Heisman because we've not had one, and by God, we deserve one.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, and then the next one, Shane. Two guys at eighteen to one. Oklahoma quarterback Jackson Arnold and yeah. Texas A&M's Connor Wigman can't. Forget about Connor Wigman, both at 18-1. to As Bo says, you're both wrong as Connor. I I love Connor Wigman for next year. I think a lot of non-A&M fans are sleeping on him. I was very impressed with him. New offensive system, obviously, under uh, Colin Klein, who was was very successful at Kansas State. I am liking me some Wigman at 18-1. to I I like the value there.
1: You know, it's been a long time since we've seen a full season of a Texas A&M quarterback, you know? (laughs) <laughs> and if they could do that with tech with with connor i mean he was he was on the path to be in the in the circle, not saying he would have won it but you know, when you think about these Heisman winners, if you're not from a, a storied program that's just been winning year after year, you've got to be from a team that comes from nowhere and surprises everybody. Yeah. A&M had a, had a shitty year last year. They've had a terrible season this year. You bounce back with a 10-11 win season, then all of a sudden they're like, well, who's leading this team? And Connors, if he's at the, at the helm, yeah, absolutely, this is a good bet here.
0: Particularly, you know, if you really want to break it down, Shane, if you look at the schedules too, you know, a lot of people, you, they, they've seen Texas schedule. They think it's relatively easy. And and when you look at, you know, the rest of the SEC, it's, it's, it's manageable. I'll say that with a lot of home games. Mm-hmm. But who do they got last game, regular season, on the road at AM? Let's say Texas is like 11-1, and 12-0, or, 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 or uh, 10-1, and 11-0, something like that. And then they lose to AM. and that's how you, you you get a Connor Wigman to get those last couple votes yeah. that, that really win the deal. It, it it's like you said, coming from nowhere and also big time performances in big games.
1: Yeah. Yeah. What is it? Well, you got AM schedule. Can you pull that up? Yes, sir. I mean, Let's we'll, we'll see if they got a couple of marquee matchups there at the tail end that Tech I mean, Texas, that everybody's gonna be watching that one. It's gonna be LSU uh and Texas and you got both of those games at home, so yeah. And it
0: starts starts early with Notre Dame. I mean, that'll get him on the ballots. I mean, not that we think Notre Dame's that good, but they'll get some attention. You know, let's say you beat the hell out of Notre Dame by four touchdowns. Uh, that a lot a lot of games like you're saying in the second half: Mizzou, LSU, yeah. Texas, all at home too. So there, there's a it real starts, opportunity.
1: Damn it, Mike, you're doing it again. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Just I mean, when I was,
0: there's no reason they can't win nine games. You know what? Uh, I mean, they got eleven guys
1: since Thursday. How can't they get eleven wins next season on that schedule? So, oh man, I, I'm not. I'm trying not to, but that that is a very tempting schedule. I, I see. Okay, yeah, out those two. Give me Connor.
0: How about these next two? Shane, both twenty to one odds to win the Heisman Trophy. Garrett okay. Nussmeyer, new quarterback at LSU. Well, technically, new starter, I should say. Yeah. And then Jackson Dart, of course, Old Miss. I, I flamed him at the beginning, which means he's probably going to win the damn thing. But uh, good value in Nussmeyer and Jackson Dart, twenty to one, particularly if Old Miss does what Old Miss is being projected to do now and make a run. There's there's going to be someone on their team that uh, that gets Heisman odds.
1: Yeah, and it's it's funny because if you remove the names and you're just asking somebody who doesn't know football and they see an LSU quarterback, yeah, you got a pretty good shot. He's going to win a Heisman because they win them all the time. But <laughs> I like Jackson Dart here because, like I said at the start of the show, I think he is the pivotal piece. He is the cog in this thing that that makes this national championship run. So. Uh I, and the weapons, oh my god, Mike, the weapons that are that are just around him are impressive and and he's gonna have it everybody to throw to. So yeah, give me give me uh, some dart here. What is that 20 to one?
0: 20 to 1 for Jackson Dart.
1: Mortgage payment, maybe.
0: Mm-hmm. Now we got two Bazoo guys, Shane, Very different odds. But yeah, you know who I think I've asked you this before, but new season, new question same question, but I'm asking it at a different time. Brady Cook or Luther Burden? Who would you put your money on to be the the more realistic Heisman candidate?
1: Oh, man. Luther is just unbelievable. But we've had, what, one wide receiver ever to win a Heisman? So I, I think I'm not saying that he doesn't deserve. I, if I'm picking the two, like, MVPs, Right. I'll go. With, I'll go with Luther. But if I'm going for <laughs> Heisman and how shitty this voting system is, give me give me cooked. And and, and our reason I think that is because he's coming in this season a lot higher than he did last season. So he doesn't have to climb as high. This is a team people see and recognize. So they've too with with Weis and, and and Luther himself. They're right. going to have a ton of weapons and a ton and he is another mobile quarterback that does it with his legs uh extends extends drives so yeah give me give me the quarterback on this one as much as I would love to go with Luther
0: I asked that question and Aaron says the answer is Cody schrader so <laughs> 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 but yeah I mean you're 100 percent right I, I exactly what you said Luther dynamic MVP most valuable most gifted player I think every time he takes a field he, he's yeah. seemingly the best most impressive player but for and i don't like it i don't agree with it but it, it's the way it is shane it's a quarterback and yep. and maybe sometimes a running back award basically so brady cook is a smarter choice to bet on luther burden you know maybe the best player brady cook 30 to 1 odds luther 100 to 1 so the you know sports books agree with that i mean it's just so hard luther is going to have to return kicks Maybe play defense, intercept a pass or two, and steal it from a quarterback. A like Charles Woodson, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Hey, I tell you what, man. They need to let the voters. That we need to be the voters for the Heisman. I, I mean, it's, <laughs> that's what it is. You know, like if you download ESPN Plus, you get a vote for the Heisman or something like that. That's that's what I think has to happen because the people that are actually watching the games and are experiencing it, those are the ones that that should be deciding who the best player in college football is, not some you know, numb nuts that don't even watch these games.
0: <laughs> now two wild cards to close out this list, Shane. Brock Vandergriff, new Kentucky quarterback, was George's yeah. backup. A hundred and twenty to one to win the next Heisman. And how about this, the ultimate wild card, Shane? I I'm not a hundred percent sure the logic here, but I think I can see where they're going. Ty Simpson. Alabama quarterback, 150-1, to one. and I think there's two things in play here, Shane. Well, maybe three. A, a transfer, which I don't think that's what they're going for here, because I think this is, this is a hope and a prayer. You know, any Alabama quarterback's going to be in the conversation if they have a really yeah. good team like they always do. But two things, unfortunate, as they may be to discuss. I'm not saying Jalen Milroe. you know, I, I don't wish injury on anybody, but you know, imagine if he does go down early in the season. All of a sudden, Ty Simpson, there's there's value there, and and, and maybe just him beating out Jalen Milrow, which I don't think is realistic. I'm, but I'm just throwing it out there. Uh, so maybe some value there with Ty Simpson, 150 to one. What what's your thoughts on that? And Brock Vandegrift, 120 to one.
1: Mm. I, I, clearly, I'm leaning more Brock just because yeah. he's starting. Um, but not to mention. It, nobody's got to see a lot of this kid except like extreme back i mean if you're not a georgia fan you probably don't even know who the hell this guy is but (laughs) he you know he has something and and especially with his legs um so i again i always if i'm taking a a a flyer i'm going to pick a mobile quarterback because again that's what builds the heisman this is a team that could come out of nowhere um Ten wins, eleven wins. It wouldn't blow your mind if that happened. Uh, maybe if you're not a Kentucky fan, I guess it would a little bit. But <laughs> so that's that's where I'm going. Ty, I'm 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 not putting any money on that. No stock in there because even if he does go in, he can't go to another SEC school. So where does he go to get those you know uh, those Heisman odds? I'm just not I'm not on that one right now.
0: And how about this comment from Cotton Shane? Throw fifty on Arch. I, there was no odds for Arch Manning, but that does stun me. I'm I'm surprised that if they're doing Ty Simpson, they might as well be doing Arch Manning. Somebody will bet on that. Is there
1: one guy not mentioned that potentially could could be a Heisman candidate?
0: Ooh, that's a great question, Shane. I have to think about that for a second. But while uh,
1: you're thinking, I'll I'll go ahead and lay mine out because I started this off explaining why Beck could not win a mm-hmm. Heisman. That's because they got one ETN up there. Ooh. So, I, 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 this is. It's been a while since George has had a bell cow, and you know, you, you've been thinking about him. the The, the Garley's coming through there, and I mean, that's that's what this guy will be bringing to this program, and would not blow my mind if he does not run consecutive hundred yard games. And it's been a while since we've had a a running back win this thing. So, yeah, that's the one I'm leaning a little toward.
0: How about name joking, not mentioned? Junkins at Auburn. If he goes, <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, which reporter have you been talking to? Because there's one I don't trust up there. <laughs> hey,
0: you know, you got me thinking, though, uh, Shane. I, I was not planning to ask you this, but uh, and, and maybe this this needs its own conversation of itself, but a lot of people so excited, as are we, for this new NCAA football video game. It's been oh, robbed, yeah. taken from us for, for a long time. And so just as we're talking Heisman odds and all this, you know, there's going to be a game coming out and there's apparently there's going to be news on it Monday during the national championship. I don't know what they're going to reveal, but they're going to talk a little bit about it. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. But I just wanted to ask you, what, what do you think they should do for the cover of the new NCAA football game? Because with NIL yeah. could be could be an active player there's been so many great legendary players that missed that opportunity. You know, Joe Burroughs come out and said, hell, all I wanted was to be on the cover of this damn game. And they took it away. They, they, you know, when I broke out and all this, so what, I don't know. That's a loaded question, but yeah. And and, and you may need some time to think about it, but who would you most want to see on the cover of the NCAA football game? When it comes back, should it be a, a current player? Should it be a past player What's your thoughts on all that? Uh,
1: I don't think it should be a current player. I I, I really don't. Coach Prime,
0: says Valhalla. (laughs) I don't know if I'll buy it if it's Coach Prime. No,
1: I I really do think uh, the last 10 years, you know, some boys got snubbed. So I I wouldn't be surprised if there's some sort of collective, uh, you know, a group of all of them or something like that. But what you know what I would like personally, Mike, is let's take the last 10 years and pick the best player from each powerhouse team of that state. So a Tennessee or a Texas or Texas A&M, LSU, and individualize the location you're selling these. If you're selling them, Near College Station, you know, you can get when you pick up your NCAA, it has your guy on there or something like that. I, I mean, it, that's not asking too much. It's not going to cost that much, uh, and that way we could kind of spread the wealth so nobody gets left out here. But if we don't do that, I, I would, I would hope that we some see some sort of uh, some collage, if you will,
0: right? And that way, let's say uh, I'm seeing a lot of Quinn Ewers comments, and so let's say you're a Texas fan. You buy the Texas edition, Quinn Ewers on the cover. Yeah. I think Ewers should get. I don't know. I have no idea what the percentage would, but you know, it doesn't have to be outrageous. But like one percent of whatever the game, you know, like your yeah. 60, sixty bucks, give a give one percent to Ewers, and and go, do that for every player. You know, yeah. like you could customize. I I think it'd be great if it was every player. Like you could tell it what player you want. I mean, it couldn't be that hard for them to print that out for you. Uh, I think that's an idea. I I you know one i'd love for them to do shane all yeah. the years the game's been missing what they used to do obviously for the I, i'm sure everybody knows this but what they used to do was just take one player from the from the last year and and that was the cover athlete now right. because of nil they could do current players but i still think they're going to go with former players and i wish what they would do shane every year the game's been missing just pick one guy like joe burrow one year devonta smith one year and on and on and on and find a way to showcase all of them so that basically those guys got robbed of yeah. being on the cover of NCAA football. And this way you kind of restore it to where you give those guys their moment, their time. And it's, I know the game went away, but in a small way, it'll be like the game did And we just yeah. continue that tradition on for, for a couple of years.
1: No that's a great idea. And that two fold there. Um, yeah, maybe we should do a, a whole <laughs> show on this one, but but we're talking about existing players. You know, if you're pre you know pre-ordering this thing, you know, for an extra 5 bucks, you can mm-hmm. select your cover, you know, something like that, 9 bucks, whatever, and you can <laughs> and you could put whatever play like you'll have a list of all like my case, you know, maybe I want to put Nico on there. So I'll click right. on that, and then it gets sent to me. I spend a little bit extra, but when that copy comes out, you know, it means more. I could keep it up in the frame because you know, a lot of people are getting away from actual video games. Like they're they're wanting digital downloads. This may, you know, restore some of that.
0: Yeah, the, I mean these comments are are incredible, Shane. Uh, Marco Wilson threw shoe toss from the swamp. Put oh. him on the cover. Uh, Anthony says put cover cousin Shane on the cover. Yeah. Carl says put the SEC officials on the cover. <laughs> I mean, uh, so which, many. which
1: one? Which one did the the dog pass there? The Ole Miss. Uh, you remember that one? There oh, yeah. oh, yeah. the Egg Bowl. You know, Elijah that Moore. Be- that could be a cover. Elijah gets paid, you know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, I think that's a perfect place to end this one, brother. You got anything before we hop off the line?
1: No, no. It's good talking to you. Uh, uh, had a blast. And finally, have a little clarity with the portal situation. But, uh, yeah, just having fun, man. With this, We ain't going nowhere. We got a whole off-season of nonsense to get into, and I appreciate everybody hanging out. Uh, we're going to have some fun. So uh, just be sure to stay tuned. Uh, if you're not subscribed, obviously, jump on the YouTubes, That SEC Podcast, hit the subscribe button, and uh, we appreciate every follow we get.
0: Yeah, all this portal stuff, like you said, it's crazy. It's impossible to explain, but at least it gives us something to talk about. So yeah. as long as there's news, we're going to be reacting to it. Um, I don't even, I guess I will watch this national championship game shit, but it feels like oh, the yeah. season's over because there's we, no SECT. We, team we in did it. a
1: whole show and didn't even talk about a national <laughs> championship coming tomorrow. Real quick, Mike, who do you got? I mean, it's 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 Washington, right?
0: I think it's Michigan.
1: Really? No, no, I'm, no. Like, I know who you may think win, but who you pull it for?
0: Oh, I'm pulling for Washington with might <laughs> yeah, okay. fiber of my being. The only, the only problem I'll have with it if they win it, We're just going to have to hear. They're probably going to mention it every quarter about how Michael Penix had a Tennessee offer and Jeremy Pruitt yeah. pulled it, so uh, that will continue on for another day. But besides that, I'm a big fan of Washington in this game.
1: It'll, it'll be like uh, what's his name, the Long Hair Kid. What's his name, Sunshine Overt, uh
0: <laughs> Trevor uh, Jackson? <laughs> yeah, remember when he was on? He had
1: Peyton Manning jersey on. We're like, what the <laughs> hell, man? Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> Come on, Washington. Though I still, I still don't want Michigan to win.
0: No, I don't think anybody does, man. Well, I appreciate you, brother. I appreciate each and every one of you for hanging out especially those on the live show we'll catch you on the next one
1: all right see you guys go balls cheating bastards you know hey buddy this beer's for you mike and cousin shane that sec podcast loves the pirate and the pirate loves that sec
0: podcast hail state